0: you. Mm-hmm.
1: And welcome to the 49th edition of I Bleed pinstripes i'm your host sumo and i know it's been a little while uh if you don't know i'm getting married in 10 days today is august 13th so i got 10 days folks a lot of my uh you know preoccupation has been elsewhere don't get me wrong certainly following the yankees uh and uh how can you not <laughs> they're the teams that uh they're the team that we love It'll always be the team that I love, win or lose. Um, but hey, you, di- you didn't come here to hear about my, in my daily life. Maybe you did. I don't know. Um, but uh, what am I looking at here? I am like so preoccupied with <laughs> nothing and everything. Um, let's start the show like I usually do. Go back since the 49th episode. See the men who have worn number 49 in Yankee history. There's not a lot. And so I'm going to do the whole list. Uh, it was first issued in 1954 to Lou Burbet, Burberet, Uh And then didn't nobody wore it again for five years. Jim Bronstadt wore it in 1959. Bob Meyer, 1964. Charlie Sands, 1967. Lloyd Colson, 1970. Kerry Denine 1975. And one other guy, uh, two people, other people wore this number. Uh, Jeff Johnson wore it in '92, uh, but he would be the last man to wear it. The man who uh, this number is retired for, obviously Ron, the Gator, Louisiana Lightning, Guidry. He wore it from '75 to '88, and uh, the Yankees retired his number, I believe, in the early '90s. I'm not sure, but uh, I loved Ron Guidry uh, very much growing up. Uh, he was just—he's just so. You know, I mean, he is not the prototypical pitcher today. I mean, there's not too many guys that look like Ron Guidry, lanky guy. You know, they called him a cat. He'd Jump off that mound, played. I mean, he's a great defensive uh, fielder. Actually, played center field, if I'm correct, uh, in the uh, Pine Tar game that was um, that had to be picked up again in like an August day. He played center field for the Yankees to get the final out or two there. I think Mattingly was at second base. Uh, But uh, Gidry was just a really tremendous pitcher. Obviously, the year that he had in 1978, I would think I can say off the top of my head that it's probably one of the top 10. If you look in the last 50 years, it's probably one of the top 10 seasons any pitcher's ever had. 25-3 and ERA, and I think low twos, high ones, Uh, and obviously won the Cy Young that year. Uh, I think he won 20 games. Maybe two, three more times after that, Uh, but a great pitcher. I read his book, Yogi and Me, which is a really fun book uh, and just really gives you a bit of insight into that uh, great friendship that they have. And uh, yeah, Uh, two sad uh, notes on this day. I think 20 years ago, I was at Yankee Stadium when the news came across that Mickey Mantle had died. So that was, uh, it was good and bad. I mean, obviously you know, you never want to lose anybody. But to be at Yankee Stadium, to hear that news was probably the best place to be. I think I was there with my ex-girlfriend. And uh, so I I don't know if she understood it at the time, but was definitely a bit of a sadness, but it was definitely a comfort that people were there and that you could talk about Mickey Mantle and what he meant to you. And obviously in the later ages, later, his later uh, life, Mickey Mantle, you know, had had bouts of uh, alcoholism, but had faced that stuff. And Really, come clean and you know told people that he wasn't really a hero, and that they should follow them, you know, their parents or or what have you. Uh, and then seven years ago today, uh, also Phil Rizzuto passed away. Uh, Phil is probably one of my favorite all-time Yankees. In fact, somebody asked me who my top three Yankees were of all time. It's really hard to to say who they are. I mean, Don Mattingly by far my favorite Yankee of all time. I gotta throw Willie Randolph up there. Paul O'Neill, I've gotta throw up up there. I mean, I love Jeter and Mariano, but it's a hard list. You, I guess, as a Yankee fan, I, I totally don't try to. For me, it's more of the team, and obviously, you're gonna love players like you know. I'm wearing my CC shirt today, and I know a lot of people on social network, on the radio, you know, they they love to just throw out that CC's a big fat guy. I love CC. I think he's a great human being. Um, and, you know, it's funny that, you know, when they were winning, nobody says anything. It's when you're losing, when people want to knock you down, but I'm going to stick by CC. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, but I had to say that probably one of my favorite Yankees of all time is, you know, and I didn't get to see him play, but Phil Rizzuto growing up was, you know, he was my, he was the father for my, you know, watching Yankee baseball. You tuned in, it was... Rizzuto, Mercer, and White. And, you know, Phil Rizzuto was just a nutcase. (laughs) You know, he's talking about cannolis. He was talking about, you know, Margaret Bowser from uh, Littlefield, New Jersey. She just turned 30, you know, 31 years. Actually, he'd be like 81 years old today. And, oh, there's a pop-up to say, you know, he was just great. And the holy cows and I miss him every day. If you get a chance, could check out his Hall of Fame speech on YouTube. It's a fantastic rambling. You know, Phil was good at rambling, and uh, it was just, you know, you really should always cherish everything that you love uh, when you've got it in front of you. And I've always, that's what I've always done with the Yankees. I've always cherished what I've had and, and being lucky enough to be a Yankee fan. Um, so I guess the state of the Yankees right now that uh, like I said, it's August 13th. Uh, the Yankees, Toronto won today. so the Yankees are now a game back. Uh, you know, 16 days ago, I guess the Yankees were seven up. But hey, you know, my perspective on this is that, you know let's get this out of the way now. It's middle of August. It's the dog days of summer. Hey, I'd rather them go through this right now than you know get it out of their system. It's funny because the Yankees, you know, before they played the Blue Jays last week and got swept, in their previous nine series, they had won- they had not lost a series. They were 8-0-1 and playing great baseball. You know, everything was clicking. Uh, you know, everybody's heard it. They, you know, in nine games, they scored 90 runs. You know, they were, I mean, there were three games there. You know, against the Red Sox, they won 13-3 uh, against the... They scored 21 runs against the Rangers the week before. Uh, They've been just putting up runs and it's just been easy. Uh, And they've been getting solid pitching. And that continues during the streak. The Yankees have now lost five in a row. And if you even want to go back a little bit, they've lost uh, uh, six out of seven. But we'll say they lost five in a row. Uh, They lost three to the Jays and they've lost their first two games here against the Indians. And, you know, every one of these games they could have won. The starting pitching, and I think there was a stat that came out recently, the Yankees, uh, it's like 14 to 15 games. Their starters have not gone, I think, seven innings in like 15 games, 14 games, whatever it is. And, you know, it's been a problem all year because the way Girardi manages, he's not like Torian that Tori'll uh, you know, he'll run a pitcher down. And uh, he'll, you know, he'll make that arm fall off. Girardi really watches out for his guys, doesn't like them to pitch three days in a row. So he takes care of them. And uh, the Yankees have been calling up pitchers back and forth. You know, they had a 16-inning game the other night. Uh, Brian Mitchell pitched about three or four innings. Um, And Brandon Pinder, who, you know, lost the game, pitched well. It pitched Okay. Um, he pitched two or three innings, but they had to send him down. They brought two more guys up yesterday. They'll probably send somebody else down tonight because uh, the Yankees brought up Greg Bird, one of their highly regarded prospects. People say the best, definitely the best fielding third, uh, first baseman uh, in the in the, uh, I forgot what league they're in down there in the AAA Eastern League, I think it is. Uh, but he, the Yankees brought him up, uh, and I think because I think there's a bit of a fatigue going on, and hey. Every team's going through it. But when you're winning, you know, you don't feel anything. But when you're losing, all of a sudden, you know, that weight on the world, I know, can just seem immense. Everybody's pressing a little bit. And, hey, the but uh, like I was getting back to you about the starters, the starters are really not uh, giving you length. But they are keeping you in the games. Like I said, the Yankees could have won any of these five games. Uh, the starters have kept them in there. You know the Yankees lost what two to one last night, five to four the night before, two nothing on Sunday, six nothing, and that game was close. The Yankees had a chance there, uh, but they can't hit right now. All of a sudden, they just can't hit, and I think there's there's another weird stat. they were like oh for fifty four with runners in scoring position, and then they finally get a hit, but doesn't score the runner. <laughs> so you know you go through these stretches. It just sucks that it's happening now, and it sucks because it's. Also coinciding with the Blue Jays, who are just on fire right now. Ever since they got Tulowitzki and David Price, they, this team is on fire. They've won 11 in a row. Uh, and they've got, a right now, a game lead that can go down to a half a game. And then they play the Yankees again this weekend. And the Yankees are going to have to win tonight. And they're going to have to win that series this weekend. You know, if not take that series. Uh, but right now, unless the Yankees start hitting, they're not going to do any of that. I think it's a good call to bring a bird, uh, inject some life into this team with just as they did with a Severino, Luis Severino last week. Um, and it's good to see these young guys come in. I know it's, you know, you hear in sports talk and some fans complaining, oh, why don't we go after this guy or that guy? You know, one, dude, Price is awesome, but I don't need him for two months and the Yankees are not going to sign him. You know, you can't win with people. Some people want the Yankees to see, they want to see the young people come up. They want the kids to come up. But at the same time, these same people, you know, hey, let's get rid of these kids and get some, you know, guys who we can have here for a couple months. I get it, but I am sick of that regurgitation. The Yankees need to build a strong system, which we think that they have. You know, stop spending so much money. Use that money a little better. Use that money in scouting instead of getting guys you know, the Ellsbury thing always will bother me. I like Jacoby Ellsbury. But uh, he since he's come back from uh, the DL, he's really not played that well. He's hitting to some tough luck. I, I watched the game. He went 0 for 6. I mean, he was hitting to some tough luck. But I don't know if he's still maybe a little banged up. But hey, you know, like I said, the team goes in the droughts. I'm not jumping off a bridge. It's so early in the season. I think the Yankees have at least like 40 50 games left. So, there's so much time. And the, hey, the Jays are having a great time. They're having a great renaissance. Uh I heard this the, they're going to be SkyDome. Remember SkyDome, which is what the Rogers Centre is. But uh SkyDome is sold out for the weekend. And hey, that's great for the Blue Jays. I've always considered the Blue Jays like just kind of a 500 team, which they've kind of been. If you look at their record probably for the last 15 years, they haven't been to the, the Blue Jays haven't been in the playoffs since 93 when they won the World Series. Am I correct on that? They won a 92 and 93. Braves won a 95. Obviously, no 94 World Series. They haven't been in a playoff since then. That's ridiculous. Uh, but if you look at the probably the team's records for those years, they're, they're to me, they're always in third place. They're always 81 and 81, give or take a couple wins here. Uh, and, you know, hey, good for them. It's good to see that, you know, Toronto, I mean, they used to draw 4 million fans a year. It's a great baseball town. I, I met a couple people the other day, a guy had his Blue Jay. I was like, wow, Blue Jay shirt on. I was like, you don't see that every day. And it's good. It's such a prideful thing. You know, it's, it's, it's weird that sports is one of the few things that can make a, t- a town feel prideful uh, of themselves. You know, as in, you know, as a New Yorker, it's a little different, I think, because there's so much going on. But I can, you know, I can tell you in like town, you know, when you see that going on, I remember a couple of years ago in Baltimore, uh, the Orioles got to the playoffs and you saw all these Orioles fans out and they were like, yeah, you know, because it's like, I love, you know, it's not only supporting your baseball, your baseball team, but it's supporting your city. And it's a great thing to see. And I'm just not a hater. You know, I'll make fun of other people's teams and everything. But I love talking. Like, I was talking to that Blue Jays fan about Pat Henkin and Jimmy Key. And, you know, I grew up watching, you know, Yankees play at Exhibition Stadium. Dave Winfield knocking out Seagulls. That was good times. But, uh, you know, I don't know. The Yankees, um, it's a little tough stretch here. I'm not like, oh, my God, the end of the world. You should hear some of the callers on You know, they're pointing out everything. Like I said, when you win, you look great. When you lose, you look like an old man beaten up. And the Yankees will get back to their winning ways. They really have a really sweet schedule towards the end of the season. The Yankees do not play again in any other time zone but the East Coast. That's amazing. (laughs) They don't have to. They can stay there on the same time for the rest of the season. You know, hopefully they get to the playoffs. They can go wherever they got. But right now... They are here on the East Coast. Second, they have the majority of their games at home. Uh, And hey, before I would have said, hey, this Indian series, was hey, this will be pretty easy, but you you go through a tough stretch. Anyway, Yankees have the Blue Jays. They have one more game tonight with the Indians. They have three with the Blue Jays. They've got three with the Twins who are coming in. The Yankees have pretty much dominated the Twins for the good last 15 years. Twins, who have had a pretty solid season, have sort of fallen on some hard times here lately. Uh, They're only 57 and 56, and I think they're, like, falling on the wild card, too. And now we're going to start talking about wild card. Holy cow. Season goes by so fast. Sometimes you think, my God, it's such a long season, but it goes by so fast. We're almost into September. Uh, After that, the Indians come to town. Yankees, it's a long homestand. It's a, let's see, it's a 10-game homestand three with the Twins, four with the Indians, and three with the Astros. And then the Yankees finish the month with the Braves, and then three with the Red Sox. So, you know, teams here that, you know, they can beat. And then, you know, going into September, we'll talk about that later. But there's some exciting matchups there. Uh, the, the one that I'll say is, uh, I think it's like the second to last weekend, but it's against the Mets in, in Citi Field. And, you know, right now the Mets are feeling it. And I again, I feel good for the Mets. Uh, it's, it was It's nice to see that. Right now, this is where we stand. Blue Jays 64 and 52. Like I said, they won 11 in a row. They're a game up on the Yankees. Tampa Bay still hanging around 58 56. They're five back. Baltimore still there, five and a half. They're a game over. Uh, Kansas City has just been pretty much uh, running, you know, they've been going. Running away with the division, they have 11 games up on on the Twins at 68-45. They've played great baseball all year long. And look at the Astros. They had a little tough stretch there, but they are back with a two-game lead on the Angels. Uh, uh, Rangers, five and a half back, two under 500, though. Um, I I, I think they're done, but you never know. It's baseball. Uh, The Mets, who have said they've won four in a row, eight out of the last 10. They're 63 and 52. They're dominant at home, 42 and 18. One of the best records in baseball at home this year. The only other team with uh, 40-plus wins is uh, the Cardinals, who have been just outstanding all year, 73 and 40. And uh, as good as the Pirates are, I mean, the Pirates are still seven back. Uh, Sorry, going back to the East, the Nats are four back uh, currently, of the Mets, and they could have the Mets could have a four and a half game lead by the end of the day. Uh, also, the Cubbies have been playing great baseball, sixty four and forty eight. They're eight and a half back. Those teams would pretty much be in the the Pirates and the Cubs would be in first place in every division except their own and uh, the Central, where the Royals play. The Dodgers have kept their lead all year. They're three and a half up on the Giants. And let's just go peek at the wild card standings. It's that time of year. The Yankees right now head lead the wild card by two and a half games over the Angels. And the Angels lead the Rays by a game and a half, up two on the Twins, up two on the Orioles. And yeah, like I said, the Rangers, who are under 500, three and a half out, the Tigers, who are four down uh, of 500, are four and a half back. And even the White Sox have had a you know, pretty weird season. They're only, they're four and a half back. And the Indians who haven't been great, five and a half back, Mariners six back. You know, these are not insurmountable leads when you think about them. There's a lot of baseball left, folks. Uh, Go to the National League. And like I said, the Pirates and Cubs are both leading and they have a four and a half lead over the Giants. The Nats six and a half. So the American League is a lot more, it's going to be a lot more, um, Tight down at the end of the year. Tight. Does any? Does that even sound right? It's going to be a tight race, I think, in the American League more than the National League. Uh, it's. Uh, it'll probably be the West where there's going to be some friction with the Giants and Dodgers, and you like to see that. That's an obviously one of the biggest rivalries in baseball. Uh, the Nats. Uh, they look like they're going to have to win the division if they want to get in. The prohibitive favorites at the beginning of the season, but that's why you play the games. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it right now. I'm I am happy, and uh, you know I don't know if I will talk to you before my wedding. I will try to do one more show before that. Uh, but if I don't, uh, everybody take care and enjoy your lives and enjoy your baseball team. I know. Hey, I get frustrated. I yell at the TV, but the Yankees will be fine. Uh, I believe in this team. They're a fun team, and I think we'll uh, make the playoffs. So that's all you got to do is get in. Obviously, you want to win that division, but we'll be there. Anyway, guys, uh, talk to you later. Next time, hopefully, uh, well, next time we talk, it'll be closer to either there or after that, and I'm wearing a ring. So everybody back off. (laughs) Love you guys. Talk to you later. Bye.